Hey, this is Pam Perry. Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Today, we're going to talk about TV, right? Everybody loves TV. They love being on it. They love being booked on it. They love speaking on it because being on television is the next best thing to being there. So today, we're going to talk to Remy Jones, Remy TV, and she's going to tell us a little bit how you can use television to build your brand, especially if you're a speaker or an author. There's just something about certain parts of television that people just really, really love the whole connectivity of that. This podcast, if you're listening to it, we also do this live as quote unquote a TV type of podcast as well. We're live on LinkedIn, we're live on YouTube, and we're live on Twitter. But today we're going to actually learn a little bit more about the actual broadcast part of television. So right after this, I'm going to bring up our guest for today. All righty, Remy TV. So here we go. Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Hey there. So thank you so much for joining us today. So how did I meet Remy? I met her through a group uh, that is called Respect the Publicist, which was my last guest, which was uh, Candace um, Nicole. Uh, and she really um, has this group called Respect the Publicist on Facebook. And so um, Remy was one of the people that 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 does television. And she did a request asking the publicist, you know, hey, if you are a publicist and would like to feature your guests, please have them contact me. So who is Remy Jones? Remy is a woman who has never stopped working towards achieving her dream. She began her career in media as a television show correspondent interviewing various talents across New York. Today, she's executive producer and host of her own show, Remy TV, which is based in Rhode Island. Her journey was not an easy moment. She began her media career. She was interviewing artists at various locations as well as red carpets. She was not comfortable with talking with strangers on camera at first, but persevered and decided to step out of her comfort zone. As Remy grew more confident in her skills, she realized that she loved what she was doing. She realized that was something that she was passionate about. We should always work our passion. Working under someone else was no longer felt right for her, so she took the leap of faith and decided to start her own show, which she called Remy TV. So using what she has learned from her correspondence experience, she built a show that caters to the type of story that she wanted to share and the type of shows that people wanted to watch. So that's just a little bit about who she is. So we're kicking off Black History Month and she'll tell you a little bit more of the type of guests that she likes to spotlight. With that, I'll bring up Rini. Yay! <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Pam? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So one of the things about Respect the Publicist that you said that really caught my eye and I, I reached out to you because I said, I want you to talk to people about the type of people that you like to spotlight on your show. And then we'll go into a little bit of your backstory as well. But you primarily want to spotlight people who don't normally get shine on television. So tell us about that. Yeah. So when I was working as a correspondent uh, for another television show in New York City, 
Um, I used to say, hey, you know, where's the entrepreneurs? Where's the black business owners? Where's the culture shifters? You know, those are the type of people that I would love to highlight and would love to speak about. And that's just something that, you know, they wasn't doing at the time. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start my own show because I want to be able to interview the types of stories that are important to me and that are important to the community and people that's making changes and differences in their own communities. And that's one of the things where people can go to Remy TV and really understand like what it is that you do. So um, one of the things that I want to say that um, your television show is that people can pitch themselves to television shows, people can create their own shows, but why television? What is the, you think is a draw for people to want to be on television? I did a LinkedIn poll not too long ago and I said, you know, if you can get media, what would you like? Would you like to be in magazines? Would you like to be in the dailies? Or would you like to be on radio, podcasts, or television? It was like, zoop, it's like 75% said television. So why do you think that is? I think that people just are visual people, you know, so we watch a lot of YouTube or we watch, we watch television, we watch our favorite shows. Um, that's something that we do on our off time, on our downtime. Um, we like to be entertained. So I feel yes. like television was uh, the best way to go. And television has, I feel like when you're on certain networks, it, it's a certain amount of viewers that you're, you know, you're going to get when you're on television. And it really accelerates your brand, too, because people can read about you. And then that's obviously that's good newspapers and magazines, especially if you're on the cover. And then they can hear you on audio, radio or podcast. But television, we have the totality. Sometimes you can have to know how to say your story in seven minutes. Sometimes you're on for an hour or documentary style. So between all of that, people will know how to use television to build their brand. How did you get into this and what was your like backstory was it in journalism was it in acting you know a lot of times you'll find that people who are tv hosts either they come from a background where they wanted to do um television from an entertainment standpoint acting and, and being an actress and that kind of thing or from journalism from that standpoint of want to tell stories so what was your background in terms of where you fit in so my background was i used to just um well i wasn't studying journalism, um, I started off by my sister-in-law saying, hey, I think you have a great personality. Why don't you speak to people? You you know how to relate to other people. You speak very well. And I was always a shy person. I was like, talk to people? I'm kind of scared. I'm nervous to, to talk to complete strangers. Um, so what I did was I, I was already in college. I was studying um, to be a paralegal. And I was like, well, let me just step out of my comfort zone because even though I'm studying to be a paralegal, I did love to um, talk about people and highlight people. I always shout people out or I always um, wrote up statuses on Facebook just telling people about other people's businesses. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, all right, let me try it out. So I took a um, communications class. I started taking of different journalism classes while I was studying to be a paralegal. So I was studying two things at the same time. Um, so once I got the confidence to do it, I said, all right, let me just audition. Let me just try it. Um, so I auditioned and they really loved me. And that's how I got my first job doing wow. television. Wow. That is really, that's, that's a gift then. Because there's people that major in journalism and for many years and do not get that opportunity. A lot of people who study journalism, maybe they start out in print and then they 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 move their chops over to radio and then they move into television. But you mm. basically a lot of the gifting that you have is really on camera. 
So on camera, when people are doing television, and primarily some of the people that you interview on the show, do you prep them a little bit before they get on or how is the process when they, the people that you're looking for, like when I say prep them, like if it's, is it live in person? Is it just virtual or is it a hybrid of both? Um, it's both. So there's a lot of people who's never been on television before and they're a little nervous. And I love to do one-on-ones with people just to say, you know, listen, it's going to be okay. It's fine. I've been here before myself too. Um, if you want to, we can go over your interview questions. These are the things that I've written. You know, would you like to practice or do you just want to wing it? You know, it's all up to the person, but I, me personally, I like to make people feel comfortable. Yes. And um, because it shows on camera, if you're uncomfortable, if you're nervous, it shows. And I want people to be as comfortable as possible because people do want to use the footage for later, you know, yes. or, or to show whoever they want to show. I love so that. I think it's important. So one of the things you help people with their background, you their sound. Uh, there's so many things that they can, if you're doing it virtual, obviously there's some things like, okay, your internet has to be a certain bit rate, or you have to have your sound, you have to have certain mics. Uh, that part of when I work with clients too, I help them really figure that part out, what their background should look like. For me, for those who are watching the podcast, I have a chair that has like a white background, but I also have a black velvet background as well, because if I'm wearing black, you got to be able to see the that kind of thing. Um, hair, makeup, all that has to, you know, so some people don't like television because there is so much that you have to do. It's like, woo. If there's a bad hair day, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> it's like I'm I can't. Not a bad hair day. You see my on. <laughs> it's cute. It's cute. But that, but but you were prepared to know that. Okay, so I've got to figure this part out. And if you're gonna do television, you do have to have a stylist of cer certain things. So, give us some. I guess you would say some pointers of do's and don'ts for TV. If you are going to show up and shine on television, like what's your jewelry, makeup, colors all that kind of thing. I had someone ask me that in Clubhouse the other day. What, how do you get ready to be on television? What are some of the things that you should look for? So kind of give us some tips on that. Um, You mean for me or my guests? Both, both. Okay, well, for me, I start off with the night before or a few nights before. Um, and I'm like, okay, so what am I going to wear? And then also too, I have a, my set. So I have a set that I use and it's already set up. So there's certain colors that I don't wear for my set. I don't wear like too many blues because my logo or um, too much black. Like how you say you have a black background. You don't want to blend in with your background. Right. And um, also to my guests already know what my set looks like because a lot of the people that come to me already watch my show. Um, so they know what my set looks like. And then I also send them um, clips if they haven't watched my show so that they know what my set and everything looks like. So they know that what. is good. Remy. One of the, that is so good because people have to be aware of the set mm -hmm. that they're going to be on. So they don't clash. Like you right. said, it's like, okay, don't wear whatever color in the set is that color. So that's really good. But it's also important for people who pitch you to be on your show to have watched the show, to know the flow, to know the colors, to know all of that. And one of the keys that I always kind of tell people when I'm booking people on television is that kind of emulate, now still be in your style, but kind of emulate the host, right? So emulate the host as much as you can so that you can flow with them and you're not so distracting. Obviously you can have your own flavor about it, but if you are more upbeat and um, what I call more, um, you know, funky, 
style, then dress that way. Don't come in looking like, you know, Mr. Corporate and, and mm. it's, it looks like a, a miss, a mismatch. Like, did you know where you were going? I mean, you don't even look like you even vibe with them. So I always say, look at that. If you look on the, um, any of the major shows, Good Morning America Today show, people usually emulate what the hosts are wearing. And that's one of the keys. Like, I don't know what to wear. You do want to emulate the host. That's as a guest, but mm-hmm. you as the host, you have your own flavor and swag or whatever you want to do, right? Yeah, I learned so- that's new. That's new to me. Um, <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. That's pretty yes, cool. yes. That and this is very, very. Um, the for one thing, it'll make the hosts feel more comfortable with you because you are re- a mirror back to them what they're looking like, right? So, mm-hmm. so they're feeling more comfortable with you because. You're not completely so different, like, oh my God, like, oh, right. You know, and it's not that you can't have your own personality, but you're just really out of, um, what's the word I want to say? Out of just really human relations, just trying to, to, to blend in with them. It's like, okay, I'm like you, we, we're, we're vibing, we're together. Okay, right. Like and we're together. For me, I usually try to, you know, blend in with that person's energy. So if a person is kind of feeling low, I try to talk to them beforehand, before the show, like, what's wrong, you know? And help them get their energy back up because I'm, I'm definitely an energy person. Or if a person is upbeat, they make me feel upbeat. So I'm like, oh, yeah, so what's up? You know, um, <laughs> so usually it's like the opposite with me. So if you're feeling low, I'm trying to do something to get them back up high mm-hmm. so that they could match with me. So is it, you're, you're, you have an accent. Are you originally from Rhode Island or are you from New York? I'm originally from Rhode Island, but I was raised um, in both. So I have family there and I have family here. So I was always in two places. Yeah. I can kind of hear that East Coast kind of, kind of an accent there. So yeah. that's kind of like, cool. I was like, okay. Cause it was, <laughs> it's a certain word that New Yorkers say that I, I know immediately that that's, that's where they're from. And it's really, really cool. So I'm from Detroit. So we don't have that. It's like just mm-hmm. regular Detroit, unless we say Detroit, you know, well, people say Detroit, but we say Detroit. Uh, <laughs> so that's one of the things. So tell us a little bit about the show, how your business model was set up for the show. So are you paying for the airtime, the production studio, the the graphics, the editors, or is that a a sponsor? Is it a grant? How is the business model working for you? Um, A lot of people may may want to start their own TV show as well. Yeah. My show is fully self-funded. Yeah. When I was in college studying, I was working, um, I had a job there. I was working part-time. And once I realized this is something I really wanted to do, I just kept putting my money away put my money away, putting my money away. I'll pay my bills, but I will put my money away. I love that. Yeah. Until I stacked up enough money to hire camera guys and things like that. Um, Also networking helped me out a lot. So I found a camera guy that was interested in um, doing TV and interested in shooting um, different interviews. So I said, Hey, how about we help each other out? I'm doing a TV show. You want to shoot TV shows. So how about we collaborate together and do something like that? So I've had the same camera guy for a long time. Um, And then I started paying for studio time because I was doing uh, interviews outside of a studio before I did that. Then we started paying for studio time, you know, editing, um, all that stuff. I pay for my travel, makeup, all that stuff. So wow, not easy. 
Yeah, it's not. When you said studio time, I mean, studio time can be up to $1,500 per set. So you may get yes. four shows, but it's like still $1,500, whether you do one or you do four or you do five, uh, then your own makeup. I mean, a, a decent makeup artist is at least $100. You know, That's it right. adds up. So That's one of right. the things that um, would really, when people are doing their own TV shows, and we could talk about that too, is to get sponsors. So say, for instance, if Ulta sponsors your makeup, and then, you know, at the end of the show, you know, makeup sponsored by Ulta. Or if you travel, the way it's like, you know, America Airlines, you're, you know, people in the sky, kind of the way Oprah used to do, right? All of that, because she would fly in her guests and things like that. So American Airlines would be one of her sponsors. So that's one of the ways too, to really getting the sponsors. But part of it is really making sure you have a good show. So talk about some of the people that you have interviewed before we meet in terms of um, celebrity guests and things like that. Okay. So um, I've interviewed Dame Dash, um, Maya, Wyclef, Slim from 112. Oh. Um, Tony Adams, a few awesome people, um, Ralph Transvant, like a few awesome people that supported me um, because getting celebrity interviews and getting people to believe in you and getting people to believe in, in your show and what you stand for is not always easy. Um, mm -hmm. So those are people that I will, always, anybody who came on my show, that's any celebrity, I, I will always appreciate them for just believing in, in my goals and my dreams of what I'm trying to do for the community, for the black and brown community. I love that. So the little bit of, that I know about you, that one of the things that you said is that I want to spotlight um, people from the black and brown community. So why is that important? I always talk about the importance of black media, but mm -hmm. I want to hear the heart of black media like why that is important and why you really go out of your way to do that because you know in my own city and state you know obviously it started from there and i've seen that people here are not um making the sales they're not supposed to make businesses are um not making it past the year um they don't even have um knowledge to um llc's and sole proprietorships and when to switch over from a sole proprietor to llc like just different things that's happening in my community that I was seeing that I said, this is not happening. There's no way, there's so many resources out here. How come nobody is giving knowledge or how come nobody's helping them step up or level up? So I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to be the one to do it. I love that. I love that. And it is the, the uh, black press, whether it is black newspapers, whether it is black radio stations, black magazines and black television. It needs to have our stories told. We need to control our narrative. And um, this is Black History Month. And, and a lot of times um, you'll see a whole lot of activity around black, black, whatever, but we're black 24 seven. That's right. We're going to 65 days for the rest of our life. So one of the things is that when um, African-Americans are spotlighted on television, they, they need the coaching. So a lot of things that I do in my Ready, Set, Go Speak is I kind of give people their their wings, so to speak, so that they can actually go and soar and be on television, be on broadcast and do well and do well, whether they are on a, a show like yours, whether they're virtual or they come in the studio. If they come into the studio, I let them know that a lot of times they would have to pay for their ticket to come to your studio. A lot of television shows do not pay for fly guests to come in unless yeah. you're a quote unquote an A-lister and that sort of thing. But more than likely, it's an investment if you're going to do a television show. So after they have the show with you and they do the interview, what is the process after that? Do you give them a copy of it? Do they, yes. do they promote it? Give give us a little bit of scenario of what, what happens after the show. 
Yes, um, I do give them a copy of it because I want them to be able to use any clips that they need to 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 get them another television inter interview or podcast interviews. Um, that definitely helps. Uh, we also repeat the episode. So, the ah. ep yeah, so when they come on my show, the episode airs for four days. Um, and Love then that. we continue to do it like that because we want them to get as much views and eyes on them as possible. I mm -hmm. feel like... What's the point of coming on TV if people only get to see it for one one time? If you missed it, I want you to be able to see it again. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then when certain times that I'm like Women's Month is coming up, right? I will definitely go back into my old interviews and say, "Hey, listen, we're re-airing this interview with this person." I love that. So one of the things too that you talked about um, having people um, be uh, broadcast ready, they have to do that. They are going to leverage their their interview, you're helping them with that. And what other things that they can do to build their brand with the interview? Can they, obviously they're sharing the YouTube link, but is it on um, broadcast as well? It's on different channels in the Rhode Island as well? Yeah, so my show airs in Seekonk, Massachusetts. And it also ah. airs in um, Providence, Rhode Island on two channels here. So. Ah, okay. So then, so then it's definitely, it's on YouTube. It's on the two channels in Providence and it's on these other ones as well. And, uh, and on my website. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. And definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And my show too, we're pitching um, to different television networks and we do have something that um in the works for signing with um, a major network. So oh, good. I'll definitely come back and let you know what's happening with that. We want to get the scoop. <laughs> we want to get the scoop because we know, we know because one of the things I, I, I just can tell that your heart is right in terms of really why you want to do television. Like you said, you want to share your share the stories of those that are typically not on black and brown communities. And then also, too, it was just something that was natural. It's a gift. Like you came out of college, you auditioned and you got to work in a major market. Right. It was it yeah. was in New York. Mm -hmm. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's pretty and then amazing. for me, too. It's um, I'm also on the other end because I'm trying to help black entrepreneurs and business owners get eyes. But sometimes it's hard for me to even get eyes for my own self, my own show to broadcast it. So, Pam, you know, I want to thank you for having me on your show because it's not easy for me either to try to bring myself to say, hey, listen, you guys have a place with me. You guys come come over here. You know, yes, yes. Um, oh, no, I really appreciate that. The publicists, like the respect the publicist crowd, the Candace Nicole, all of all of us that that are in that group, we support each other. And and anything that, you know, when I saw it, because I don't go in there every day and I was like, oh my God, I said I've got to have her on the show because one of the things people love being on television, like I said, I did that LinkedIn uh survey and it was like, oh my God. And so if they are going to be on you're not really doing, quote unquote, an infomercial. <laughs> you're telling stories. Yeah. So they have to have a story. It's not just like, okay, your business and this is a phone number and this is what you buy. But they have to have a story because mm -hmm. you want it to be interesting for people. They're not trying to watch an infomercial right. uh, about that. That's an advertising. So in terms of that, if people do want to do ads, do you take ads in the show as well? And do yes. they contact you to be a sponsor? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I still um, don't have any sponsors. My show is still fully self-funded, um, which is fine. But you know, I really would love some sponsors to get people to pour into me as much as as much as I'm pouring into other people. Yes, yes, but that would be great. Yeah. And one of the things too, when um, de depending on, and this is why I always tell people the lowest hanging fruit for sponsors. The lowest hanging 
fruit for sponsors are the things that you use. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, if you do a certain style of makeup or clothes, uh, or if you have certain microphones or equipment, uh, when I did Speakers Magazine, one of the things that we did is that we had the the, um, the mics that we used, that was, those were advertisers in it as well. So the things that you use, because people always sometimes ask you, so what do you use? What do you mm -hmm. use? And it's like, so you're telling, you're referring that anyway. So you might as well go to them and say, hey, I'm referring you to my tribe so you should be a sponsor and actually have more visibility with me because my tribe is asking me and this is what I use. So that's one of the main things as well to, to really get the sponsors and things like that. So lastly, Remy, one of the things that if you can give people advice of how to pitch you, what's the best way? Now, I know social media is a thing. But do you like people to inbox you? You want people to send you an email? I personally don't like the inbox thing because I don't check the inboxes. I do check my email every day because that's where some of my payments and stuff come through. Uh, so what's the best way that you like to be contacted? Um, I like to be contacted through email. Usually when I'm in Facebook groups, those are, it's my personal Facebook page. Um, so I don't recommend people inbox me on my personal Facebook page. Right. Um, something that I go on to, to unwind. And sometimes, yeah, I do promote my stuff on there, but, um, it's not for business, you know? Yes. And, and that's, a, that's the thing that I want to tell people, authors and speakers, especially if you really want to be taken as a professional, go to the website of the particular person that you're trying to reach the media outlet through their website, through their email. They may not necessarily check their personal stuff as often and and also too you could just be more professional if you go through email and it's, it's better that's just me now if it's personal yeah that definitely that's what the, you the deep the inbox is for but i think really a lot of media people do want to be contacted through their um email even if you go on twitter you will find that a lot of the journalists and things like that and say hey news tips send to and then they'll put their email that's yeah. right on Twitter. Yeah. So that's one of the things. So give people how they can find you on the different social medias on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all of that. Okay. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Remy TV official. Okay. Uh, my Twitter is Remy TV media. Same thing with Facebook um, and Remy TV on YouTube. I love oh, it. And Pam, before we go, I wanted to share something with you. So I'm doing a mental health uh, and self-care expo in my state. Um, I want to do something to prevent uh, suicide because there's a lot of people that's committing suicide. There's a lot of depression happening. So mm -hmm. I said, well, what can I do to help people in my community? So there's going to be therapists there, um, holistic health experts there. Um, I'm going to put together some self-care packages like bath bombs and different things like that. So there's going to be panelists and speakers um, and things that is going to help people get through their depression and, and resources, you know. Mm -hmm. um, where people who you know you can go to if you're having if you need to talk to someone. Yeah, the pandemic has just really brought out a lot of mental health issues, which is understandable. I mean, it's been like people been locked down and isolated, and that's one of the main things that um, really has a toll on people's mental health is being isolated and just even the mask and just all of that. So yeah. I appreciate that. So they can go to mimitvmedia.com because anything that we see that there is um, issues in our community, just know that we are, we can provide solutions by providing the platform, by making a voice, just making it more known. Um, and, and, you know, from Regina King's um, son to the um, uh, Miss Christ, um, Chris, um, 
that just committed suicide as well. All of those different things just have shaken our community. Right. And it's just like, oh my God. And they're young people, young people that look like they have it going on. So it is a serious thing. Uh, we need to talk about it more, take the stigma away from depression, uh, to talk about it and self-care, self-love. That was the, the theme of um, Essence Magazine in December. And then that was the, the theme of radical self-care for the month of January for Speakers Magazine because people need to know that they need to take care of themselves, especially during these trying times. It's really like a lot going on in the world where people just like, it's really different. There's never right. been a pandemic in our lifetime that we saw like this. So That's it's really- And if anybody would like to sponsor, you know, you could just go to my website, send me an email. Um, I want to make this event as successful as possible. Um, so yeah, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to helping people. Good, good. I love it. I love it. And then you are over there. And if people want to actually be in the studio, you're over there in yes. um, Rhode Island. So that's one of the things as well. So the East Coast is not too far for people to get there mm -hmm. from the East Coast area as well. So thank you so much for coming today. This has been really, really good, Remy. And I am just so proud of you because this mm -hmm. is this what you just said, too. When when I think about it, and you said that you knew in college you wanted to do this and you started putting money away. So it was being prepared. The prepared people always win. So, so I know you're winning and that's, that's part of just being prepared. So thank you so much for joining us today. And I just appreciate what you're doing. If there's anything that you need from me, I will be sending some people to you as well, but anything you need from me, just let me know. And uh, definitely we can connect. Probably I will have you speak maybe to our Ready, Set, Go Speak community about how to be TV ready. Okay. Because a lot okay. of it is like, you know, you know, certain things about TV that people need to know. And that will be something that I'd love to have you come and speak to that community as well. So thank awesome. you so much. All right. All right. So I'm Pam Perry. So please make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Get out there, get known. If you like this, please give it a thumbs up and I will talk with you later. God bless. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PamPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch in order to be considered in media places or superstar stages. PamPerryPR.com, where you help you shine.